2: To the Saturday September 29th edition of Look at My Records. We kick things off with the Hummingbirds Alimony. I haven't thought about the great Australian birds, uh, Australian band the Hummingbirds in a, in a long time but I was at Always, Snail Mail, and Hatchie last night and they all joined together to play this song as an encore so I thought it'd be cool to kick off the show with that. And after that we heard Shenandoah by my guests Peel Dream Magazine it's off of their brand new debut album which is set to be released next week yep and welcome you guys I'm here with Joe and Kirill Kirill. very (laughs) very nice to meet you guys I'm really happy to have you I love the four singles you guys have already released into the world from modern metaphysics can't wait to hear the rest thank you how you guys doing today good doing great yeah so, I had some ma- mazemen, made mazamin at momo noodles. Were delicious. they delicious? They were delicious. Oh, my God. But you guys may be a little warm from the noodles, though. They were cold. They were cold? Yeah. Oh, that's the secret. Perfect fall weather yes. noodles. <laughs> All right. They got it figured out for sure. So modern metaphysics about to come out. But before we dive into the debut record, why don't you guys just tell me a little bit about how this project started? I know Joe, it's primarily your project. You're the primary songwriter. How did this all come together? Um. Well, I guess, I mean, I just, I'm not a songwriter. I write songs. Uh, I had a band called Cherry Coals before this. That's actually how I met Kirill at a Cherry Coals show. Um, and me and Kirill were, Playing a bit as like part of cherry coals and i basically just kind of cherry coals was like a dream pop project it was like a shoegaze like dream pop kind of vibe with like lots of chorus and distortion and all this kind of stuff and i kind of had this like weird epiphany one day like kind of looked around and felt like i was doing this thing that like all these other people were doing and i was also like personally kind of getting a little bit fatigued, of like all that kind of stuff. And uh, I started getting like really heavily into like more earthy type of like organic sounds and like listening to a lot of like Stereolab and Bell and Sebastian, Spaceman 3, like even like Rolling Stones, and like Brian Jonestown Massacre, just like a bunch of like stuff that was kind of a curveball for me. And uh, I just started writing a bunch of songs that had like a much different vibe and kind of kick things into gear like got like a little bit activist about my songwriting i was like i'm gonna just try and start like breaking rules that i have and doing weird stuff make things really long make things really sort of minimalistic or like kind of like uneventful in like a way that i find appealing or something like that and i basically like recorded this record not even knowing that it would be called Dream magazine it was just like me making songs at home and uh i basically decided that i would have that be like a new project and you said breaking certain rules that you maybe had set for yourself originally when i think of dream pop shoegaze bands it is kind of like a lot of it's on the same playing surface what would you say were some of those rules that you were trying to break with this new batch of songs um, I think dream pop, just like any like rock music, there's just like it follows a lot of the same like rules that like any music follows. It just has like its own kind of like aesthetic things, cosmetics that are on it that kind of make it feel like more avant garde or more whatever. But like there's certain things sonically about dream pop that are like interesting, like the way that songs are mixed to kind of be like, you know. Nothing. St- nothing stands out or something. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of rules. It's still like you're still supposed to like wait for like a big chorus and then like you're supposed to like have this like catharsis, and then you're supposed to have like a big solo or like a, a bridge of some kind, and like it's still kind of like A B A B C whatever. And uh I've just like always been really into songwriting and like I stopped being in I, I started just getting really interested in like uh, what if I just did like one chord for like 10 minutes or something like that? Like there was the song originally on Modern Metaphysic. It was going to be the opener. And I think it was like 13 minutes. And it was just one chord over and over again for 13 minutes. And just a, a drum, like a just forever. And like, I thought of this idea that it kind of like, it, um it's not like a novel, like, you know, all the crowd rock bands were doing that like back in the day and like minimalist composers have always done that kind of stuff but like i wanted to do like a pop rock version of that in like 2018 interesting so is there any type of apprehension with doing something like that or are you completely full-on ready to do it and want to do it and put it out there yeah totally yeah i mean like i wouldn't do this like you know if i was like nervous about if you're like nervous about doing something like that, you shouldn't write like rock music. I mean, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Cause I mean, it is risk taking, definitely, but it did come out really good. I think you definitely capture that kind of. It's ad- pretty approachable, too. It, like, I'm not, I'm not like vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to be, be like a band that like scares people or turns people off like you can play this like for your mom and they'll be like oh this is nice this sounds yeah. nice yeah. yeah and I think my mom did mom say yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> I think my mom did say that so. Peel Dream Magazine mom approved yeah <laughs> son tested mom approved <laughs> but how did these songs come together did you write them within the last year or is this stuff you've been tinkering with yeah, maybe so on the side there was a kind of a funny projects? it was a kind of a funny process along the way so I originally when I was kind of like in deep into the Cherry Coles project I befriended um, a guy by the name of Sean Durkin from that band Weekend yeah on um, Summerland and um, me and Sean just became like friends and like we were just sort of like work on music I think it was like he was going to kind of like produce a Cherry Coles record basically that's what we were going to do and I was like writing lots of stuff and he was just like super supportive. Like he would come over and like listen and like talk about like, hey, this is cool. That's cool. Oh, what if we did this? What if we did that? And it was just like a very, there was a spirit of like, let's like make something cool. Let's do it. And it was kind of like through that, that I kind of like realized all this stuff that I wanted to actually do something different. Because like that was where that I was just following my nose. It kind of led me down this path. Um, so me and Sean recorded this kind of funky record that no one's ever heard Um, that has like all these kind of in-between songs. They're like transition between like Cherry Coles and Dream Magazine, basically. And it was really cool, but it was a kind of like um like a growing pains. So, like I, I did a lot of things in those songs that, like I was just kind of maybe not into like by the time we finished it. So when I was working on Modern Metaphysic, it was like uh, a kind of me doing... A little thing on the side based on what i was doing with sean uh and i recorded it really quickly in like a month basically i like wrote and recorded everything in my bedroom and i did all like fake drum samples um to like make it sound like it was a band um yeah and i was just had so many ideas i, I had just been on like this uh trip to upstate and i was i work at a place that's like kind of hippied out and like I was just thinking about all this stuff with like the Catskill region and like Brooklyn hippie vibes and like fancy yeah upstate like kind of fancy people living upstate and I just had a lot of ideas and I was like I kind of want to make this record that's like sort of uh, a hippied out but like yuppie hippie like upstate kind of vibe or something that I wanted to kind of like play around with and poke fun at. I mean, interesting. So it is very influenced by your surroundings. You <laughs> kind, say? kind yeah. of. I mean, it's it's influenced by like upstate aesthetic. A lot of people might not know what that is, but like if you live in your yeah. city, you totally know what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Like you know, just going upstate and like incense and like you know trees. boutiques and trees yeah. and going hiking. Full dead. Like yeah. you know. antique stores. Antique stores. Yeah, like six dollar coffee or whatever. You know but like there's also something really charming about it. It's like really sweet at the same time. And um the record like uh subject-wise is like about all that. So, did you work with a producer anywhere or did you guys self-produce it? Uh you said you recorded it in your bedroom. Did you take that into a studio or anything? Nothing. Completely DIY, lo-fi. Yep. Awesome. I I showed it to Mike uh well Sean Sean introduced the album to Mike at slumberland and when i met with mike um i was kind of like waiting for him to like he said that he liked the record and he was might be interested in putting out and stuff and i was thinking like awesome that'd be great like we can go back in the studio and like redo a bunch of stuff and like and and you know get it out by this time and he was like no no no, like it's done (laughs) he's like that's "That's it i want to put this out and i was like i was like what i was like okay cool I mean, I felt good about it. That's incredible. And I know when you guys first walked in, I said, I feel like Peel Dream Magazine is the perfect fit for Slumberland Records. It really has that aesthetic that's so prominent on so many of the label's releases over the course of its pretty lengthy history at this point. So how did it come together that you were able to put this out on Slumberland Records and what does that mean to you guys? I mean, Slumberland has for a long time just been like one of my favorites, if not my favorite, label of of you know putting as far as like shows that I want to see, like going out to like little shows here, seeing like bands that are just cool. Like I can't explain. It. They they occupy this like world that like, can you could call it indie pop or like shoegaze or whatever, but it it's it's got a lot of people in that tent. And it's just cool and I, I always admired the bands that I saw touring that were on Sumberland and involved with Sumberland. and um, but anyway, like with, with uh, the story, basically, Sean uh, just like smuggled the record to Mike. He just like sent it to him. Um, he mentioned that he might do something like that and then I next thing I knew, like Mike was interested in talking to me and um, I was out in California visiting some family. And I just kind of, we just got burgers in Oakland. Got burgers and like some beers. And after like an hour and a half, we are just like, uh, cool. It's a go. It's a go. Print it. Print, Print it. it. Yeah. Press it. <laughs> Press it. It's ready. That's great. And I love the name, Peel Dream Magazine. It's definitely a nod to John Peel, the late John Peel, the late great John Peel. How'd you come up with the name and what does John Peel mean to you? John Peel uh first of all is a is a um he ties in like a UK element like i think the UK is really important to like my music interests like just um stuff from like the U- the 80s and the 90s in particular kind of informs like what i'm doing and it's like ha- just happens to be like all UK bands um and he's he's like kind of the Godfather of that. Like he was like the person who like put all that stuff out. Not put it out, you know, but like pacemaker. Yeah. He yeah. like he picked, like picked and chose invited the right, the, the right people, people to come and you know he was like just he was like a punk, you know, he didn't care like if somebody didn't have a record out yet or whatever, you know. Um but he's also like from a DJ standpoint, he was just cool. Um he was just had really good taste and he was funny and he was weird. Yeah you know, I love all that He stuff. had like an outlet. For uh, kind of bringing all the underground stuff to like a wider audience yeah yeah he definitely did and i know in particular he broke one of my favorite bands xtc Um, oh yeah yeah and he was huge they've openly said that if it wasn't for him they probably Mm -hmm. wouldn't have achieved the some of the success that they did but do you guys have a favorite peel session just off the top of your head I have a couple pill sessions that I like that I've just like found on YouTube there's a really cool one of the cure from like the 17 seconds era that is amazing um there's a really cool like early smashing pumpkins one that I like there's a bunch of the stereo lab ones are really good yeah yeah the stereo lab ones are great listen to that one yeah because that was like before some of the the Stereo Lab ones are from like before they had like put a record out, I think, and it was they're kind of like just like EPs, basically. And from what I've read about you guys, speaking of Stereo Lab, that's like a comparison that I've read in almost every write up about you guys. How do you feel about that Stereolab Lab comparison? Was that something conscious of when you were writing the songs, influencing you? Yeah. I mean, I, I love Stereo, I mean, it's, like, obvious if you listen to the music that, like, the things I love are just, like, on that record, and, like, I'm just a firm believer that, of, like, I don't I don't think about anything when I'm writing, like, I don't think about who it's for, or, like, why I'm doing it or anything, it's just, like, I just love something, you know, it's, like, I love this vibe, I love this chord progression, I just can't, I'm, like, sleeping in it, I'm breathing it, I'm eating it, it's in my you know everything. So like that was just kind of like something that really touched me. Uh, especially like their early stuff like switched on pang, uh group played space age boucher pad music. Everything up through like ever tomato ketchup yeah. especially. Um I think that they it's not just their aesthetic that I like it's that I just think that they're vibe and their message is very relevant right now and like i don't consider myself like a you know i just want to emulate it and like make it relevant right now in my own way spot on gotta say but congratulations on modern metaphysics definitely i'm really excited to hear the rest of the record I want to play a couple of songs now, songs you guys have already released as singles. Q, Velocity. Is that she? Qi. Hi-? Qi? No. Qi. like, Qi. Yeah, the, yeah. Qi, Velocity, and Levitating Between Two Chords. Anything you'd like to say about these songs before we play them? Um, so Qi, Velocity is, like, uh, Qi is, like, part of the concept of, like, feng shui. So, like, Qi is, like, an a, a abstract force that, like, moves through spaces. And like when I was like playing around with all these kind of like bohemian or like artsy or Eastern things that are like really popular in like the Catskill vibe that I was talking about, I feel like that was kind of just, it's like playing around, you know, feng shui and chi and good vibes. And so, yeah. All right. So we're about to hear it. Chi Velocity levitating between two chords. These are off of the brand new Peel Dream Magazine record, Modern Metaphysics, which you can get through Peel Dream Magazine's Bandcamp, or Slumberland. Slumberland Records. Yep. com. Here you go, guys. Enjoy these awesome songs. Two tracks. We just heard two tracks by Peel Dream Magazine. Chi Velocity and Levitating Between Two Chords. Thanks for sharing those songs, guys. They were awesome. Thank you. (laughs) I love them. I love them. I'm a huge fan. See how passionate I am about it? All right. Don't mean to weird you guys out. But now we're transitioning to the second part of the program where you guys pick some records from my record collection. And we're going to play some songs from them. First up, Wild Honey, horror movie off of a Slumberland Records comp called Continental Drift. Lots of great songs and artists on that record. Totally. But you guys picked Wild Honey. Why specifically? Wild Honey's uh, always been a favorite of mine. Um, I first saw Wild Honey at Silent Barn. They were actually playing with Gingerly's. Oh yeah, awesome. Cool. Nice. I've actually never seen it in person. Um Yeah, I loved Wild Honey. I actually wrote about Wild Honey as well as Ginger leaves on the insert of the LP. So that's like a little thing you can read about like when you pop it open. But um it was kind of uh I can't explain it because like a lot of people do like a uh, like a shoegaze thing or whatever like at that time there were other people doing that, but they, they have real songs. Like they're really songwriters and they're like really doing it. And they have like a sense of history and they just like work super hard and they're just super cool people. Um, the person actually who helps us out with booking is in wild honey. Oh, great. That's um, really so cool. we're, he's like kind of on the team and like, we're just, yeah. It's on the peel dream people. team. It's on the peel dream yeah. team. And I actually got to, I contributed like some synth, stuff on this uh wild honey single that just came out recently naive castle great song yeah i've I've heard that yeah so we're just we're close and he's a homie and i just i have uh no there's no end to the the things i want to you know good things i want to say about that band so you guys met they played at the silent park because they're from baltimore right Right. they're based in baltimore they came up through here I've, I subsequently saw them a number of times. Um, we, we never became, like, close until, like, later. We were actually, like, introduced through Slumberland, like, uh, th- like a year ago or this past year. Um, but we had known each other. Like I had reached out to them. I sent them like emails and shit like three, three years ago. Like,
0: I'm such a big fan. <laughs> and I
2: feel like, happy. yeah, whatever. It's <laughs> cool to fan, it's cool to fanboy. Yeah. And I'm, they, I like, they would write me back and be like, thanks. Thank you. We yeah. love you Yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah. So it's just kind of funny that we, uh, you know, our friends now. Yeah. I'm glad you guys are best buds. Yeah. Love hearing about fans <laughs> being buds. Yeah. Harmony. <laughs> Harmonizing. <laughs> yeah. And horror movie, honestly, it's such a good track. It's so cool. Yeah. It's um, a there's two there's two parts song. to it. There's like a reprise and yeah. Beautiful, beautiful song. All right. Next up, Bell and Sebastian's Tiger Milk, The State I Am In, which is the first track on the record. Yep. Why'd you pick this one? This great Glasgow band. Uh so Bell and Sebastian is just another huge favorite of mine like if you were to draw a constellation of stars that are part of my like music world they're they're a big one for sure uh this song is was originally on dog on wheels i believe like before this lp was recorded even though it came out afterward it's just kind of like the song i think that like put them on the map originally and it's just it's perfect i mean it's got that like twee element but it's it's just so well written it's not like it's not a tongue-in-cheek twee it's like a heartfelt twee that just had a huge impact on me it's like part of my uh ethos yeah musical dna yeah totally all right great pick (laughs) next one your label mates expert alterations this is a, a great EP. So I own that one. I have that. At yeah, home. this is a great one. I love how I've only seen this on the two Slumberland two Slumberland releases, the recent um, Wild Honey EP that they put out, and this one where it's only pressed on a twelve inch on one side. Mm-hmm. That's interesting to yeah. me. I've never I've never really seen that before. I don't know if it's super common, but it's it's cool. It's it's yeah. great. And this is a great EP. And you picked. Midnight Garden, Expert Alterations. Yes. Um. So I've seen Expert Alterations a couple of times as well. They used to tour with Wild Honey. Um. I I now know Alan, who was in that band. Um. But there's also like kind of a funny connection. Like I went to high school with Paul, who is the drummer in this band. Oh, cool. Uh, he was a year older than me. Like we weren't, we didn't like hang out or anything. We weren't like close, but like we knew of each other, you know. And um. I was just kind of surprised, like originally I was like, Whoa, well, I never thought about him. You know, I was like, Paul, I know that guy. Like and uh you know, he's a sweet guy and it's a really good band. They rule. <laughs> they rule. And It's a shame that they broke up. Damn, I didn't know that. Or oh. they're or they're on a they're they're on a uh Hiatus. I don't know if it's Uh, official breakup. Yeah, Yeah. that's just to like make the fans feel a little. Yeah. So the next album is probably gonna come out like a month. Yeah, Yeah, or like, or like, (laughs) fifteen years. MSG reunion. (laughs) They'll be playing at Barclays in fifteen years. But uh, all right, next Beach Boys surfs up. Right, one of my favorite Beach Boys records. I think it's rated. I I don't. I don't want to say it's underrated because I think a lot of people love it. But you know, everyone's always really focused on pet sounds but Mm -hmm. i think it's a really really good record and you picked the day in the life of a tree Yep. what do you guys think of that jam love it you're a fan of surfs up right i love this record um i feel like it's been rediscovered like people are diving deeper into beach boys to kind of get past the initial stuff and this is like pop bliss i feel like yeah yeah this is as good as it gets I'm I'm a big believer that like all the important stuff with the Beach Boys happened after Pet Sounds. That's kind of like a lot of people have talked about that now. Um my my favorite record of theirs is Friends. Um I was looking for that. You don't have it yet, but you can still change that. But uh no but I love I love that record, and that was a huge influence on uh modern Metaphysic. I kind of wanted modern metaphysic to be like my friends. So like that that's kind of like the SoCal. Yeah. guys looking at big sur and like the the peaceful vibes of like northern california so that was i wanted to kind of be like the new york person looking at the peaceful vibes of like upstate new york really kind of. really interesting wow that's really cool and um it's it it's just so playful so unbelievable and like this record too this is a funny one because this has a lot of weird tug and pull between like his Brian Wilson's more like artsy stuff, and the kind of corny, like there's a really terrible song. on This like student
3: demonstration, yeah, demo. that song sucks. it's like it's it's, like a song it's so of time bad,
2: it's something. it's so bad. It's like trying to be that, yeah. and like you can tell that the label just like forced them to put it on it.
0: But there's
2: other songs like Day in the Life of a Tree that are like insane. I love it's Till like I, Die I can just or, yeah. oh yeah, that's great. Well, yeah. Till I Die was actually from Surfs Up, yeah. So that, they they kept on as is Surfs Up, yeah, the title track. So they kept on recycling songs from that record that never came out, but um, yeah, like "Day in the Life of a Tree," the chord progression is insane, and like I don't know what kind of drugs they were on or like where they were in on in their head, but like it's it's just so trippy and so different, and like I don't even know who's singing. Like on the later records, you can't tell who's singing. yeah, yeah. They were just like invite people off the street to like sing Beach Boys songs, but it's amazing. I love it. Excellent pick. Love the Beach Boys. Next up. Ginger Lee's Jump Rope EP that they released in 2014. I was telling you guys, I played the shit out of this 7-inch for years. And I just never, I'm still not sick of these four songs. There's just something really, really special about this EP. And off of Jump Rope, you picked Summer Cramps, the second song on the A-side. I also want to note that this is a 33 Uh, 7-inch. It plays at 33 (laughs) speed, which is also not that common, but interesting. It's a twist. They're throwing a twist. (laughs) twist. This is is definitely something if M. Night Shyamalan was in the record-making business, all of his 7-inches would be pressed at 33 RPMs. (laughs) So there you go. But you you guys are, you're friends with Gingerly. some of the members, the yeah. drummer, Brian, right, you right. were saying, plays, is, drums tr- plays drums in Peel Dream Magazine. So yeah, tell me a little bit about how much you love this EP, because I love it. I love that EP. Um, the Ginger were, you know, they, they used to play like all the time, you know, like once a week for like years, you know. And it was like, they they were like doing it. They they were the band that I was interested in. Um, they were this kind of reiteration of like twee and indie pop and shoegaze that in a way that was like really relevant to me. And it's great songwriting and they were great live. Uh, they kind of they were like a bit of a gateway for me of getting into some other stuff that I now really love. Um, I wrote about them as well in this insert that I did. The first time I saw them was at 538 Johnson and it just like changed my life. It's like one of those shows where like yeah. I can't explain it. Like maybe maybe they're not as great as like I thought they were, but they are to yeah. me because they are, you know. They're awesome. It man. just hit me in that moment and it was like a spell. And I also would like follow them to their shows and write them emails and all kinds of stuff. So I I forever love that band and a lot of good people in that band and Yeah, they're cool. And Brian's like an old friend, really good person, amazing drummer. All right, let's hear these songs. We're going to hear Wild Honey, Bell and Sebastian, Expert Alterations, The Beach Boys, and Gingerly's. We'll come back and we'll wrap up. You're listening to Peel Dream Magazine's Picks.
3: I was puzzled by a dream And stayed with me all day In 1995 My brother had confessed He was gay It took the heat off me for a while He stood up with a sailor friend Made it known upon my sister's wedding day saw the funny side
4: Sure.
2: dream magazine for those awesome picks you guys peel dream magazine's debut album modern metaphysics is about to drop on slumberland records you can get it via peeldreammagazine.bandcamp.com or slumberlandrecords.com and you guys are heading out for a an 11-day tour in november as well yep all right so you guys can catch them on tour as well we're gonna wrap up the show with another song from that record deep gins and i want to thank you guys for coming again it was really yeah, a thank delight you. thank you and guys go get that record Woo-hoo. you've been listening to listen look at my records on radio free brooklyn
4: i feel